Hey, Oz, what movie are we watching this week? If you've ever wanted to see the combination of Perfect Strangers, A Night at the Roxbury, and Let the Right One In, all filtered <laughs> through the lens of Parks and Recreation, I've got the movie for you. This week, we are going to watch Taika Waititi's What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> Welcome back to another week of Let's Talk About Flicks, your new favorite podcast where we take a monthly theme and we go back and forth bringing movies to satisfy that theme. Because the, the theme gods have reached down and blessed us and we must <laughs> make sacrifices for his nourishment. Uh, I'm, one of your, I'm one of your hosts, Oz. And I'm Curtis. <laughs> and this week we are talking about Taika Waititi's, uh, not Thor, Love nope, and Thunder, not, but not what the we Thor do movies. in the shadows. Not the Thor ones, but mm. uh, but ones that kind of put them on the map to begin with. We're talking about what we do in the shadows. Another mockumentary. This is mockumentary month. Another mockumentary that uh, has little to zero plot, which makes com- <laughs> makes conversing about the movie slightly more <laughs> difficult. But that just gives us a lot more uh, improvisation than more room you know, like- to breathe. That's true. That's true. So if you're here only because you enjoy us taking you from point A to point Z, uh, you're going to be a little confused this month. Because yeah, there's not really there a point is, Z. <laughs> there's no point Z. Uh, we don't necessarily even come in on point A. It's yeah. <laughs> somewhere there's, like there's, po- point lowercase J or something. I was going to say that there's point uppercase A and lowercase A. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and they're not in the same location. No. So. Uh, before we get started with characters, let's give a shout out to Don S. Thanks, Don. Our, our lonely Patreon subscriber who would love nothing more than to to uh, share this airtime with somebody else's name. So have a, uh, have a thanks, warm, Don. warm Patreon <coughs> embrace. So, um, so thank you, Don, for your uh, patronage. And if you would like to help out. Uh, you can always hit the link up down below and become a new patron. We're always looking for new patrons. We're always looking for reasons to create mini episodes. One we might us. actually talk about one <laughs> of us. Gobble gobble. <laughs> um, all right. So again, we're talking about Taika Waititi, and we can't we can't ignore Jemaine Clement either. We can't. Jemaine right, Clement. Their, <laughs> this is their their puppy, uh, and so <laughs> that they've. They've Not raised for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so who do we have in this in this motion picture? Uh, I took down eight characters for the character breakdown. It's Oz's week to lead the plot as Oz and I no, exchange which... <laughs> plots and characters each week. And the, so, the plot. The, yeah, the, the extensive plot of this movie. So I took down eight characters from this. There's really kind of four main ones and then four backing characters. So our four main characters are uh, we have Viago, played by uh, the aforementioned Taika Waititi. He is a 379-year-old vampire. He's very uptight. I read uh, that Taika based his performance on his own mother, which is quite interesting. I read that as well. I thought that was sweet. <laughs> uh, we have Vladislav, played by Jemaine Clement. He, he's the Vladislav el- the poker. Yeah, that's right, the poker. He is, he's the... the uh, He's the eldest of the vampires at a sprightly 862 years old. Uh, he's kind of an old school vampire, enjoys torturing people, you know, dresses in that very kind of gothic style. Yeah. We have Deacon, uh, played by Jonathan Bruh, if I get that pronunciation correct. He's the he's spot on. He's the young man. He's the youngest yeah. of the group at, at a mere 183 years old. Uh, he's he's the rebel. He does crazy things, and he also likes to knit for fun. So yeah, <laughs> good for him. He's also um, he's also a uh, a kind of a beatnik in that sense. Um, he was actually turned by another one of our characters, Peter, paid, played by Ben <laughs> Francham. He's eight thousand years old. <coughs> yeah, he's your Nosferatu. Yes, yeah, very much a Nosferatu knockoff. Prefers isolation. Prefers to be in his stone casket in the basement. Uh, we then have our four sort of supporting characters. We have Nick, played by Corey Gonzalez Macer, if I'm getting that right at all. He's uh, a character, and we'll get to this a little bit in the plot. He kind of is introduced to the group uh, a little ways into the movie. We have Stu, 
who's Nick's friend, who ends up becoming their own personal IT tech. <laughs> <laughs> introduces the, introduces the the clan to uh, to 21st century technology. We have Jackie played by Jackie Van Beek, who is Deacon's familiar, so his assistant. And then we have the Beast slash Pauline, played by Elena Stako Stako perhaps, plays Vladislav's ex, also a vampire. <laughs> his so, former ah, Shayla. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, his former Shayla. <laughs> <laughs> it takes us back to our our, uh, our Mad Max <laughs> Mad <main> Max, <laughs> yeah. So, which feels so like Oz, which yeah. I don't know about you, but Mad Max May feels like forever ago. It does. It does feel like like an eternity ago. <laughs> and it was it was it was <laughs> yeah, like a month and change from at the, the, the time yeah. of this recording. <laughs> it was forever. I caught myself reflecting the other day on our uh, our our first Mad Max movie and our our conversation about female characters who get fridged. <laughs> yeah and, and what and, and the thought process that goes through there right yeah especially in a horror film yeah. over, over the fridger the yeah. person doing the fridging <laughs> i i think about that often as well yeah. i do that's that's uh for those who are looking for a highlight in the uh, let's talk about <laughs> flicks pan- pantheon uh check out our mad max episode yes so Oz, what do we yeah, have we have a- yeah just a lot of tears in that episode. Yes, there were a lot, of joy. Te- a lot of tears and a lot of literal choking because I was laughing so hard at one point. <laughs> Gasping for oxygen. So, uh, Oz, there is a plot to this movie? Uh, uh, amidst I the characters and loose. hilarity? Sure. It's, it's, you... a, it's a loose plot. Where, where do um, we start off with what we do with the shadows? First of all, uh, this is... This is about as loose of a of a structure as you can have for a vampire film. Um, <laughs> technically, yes, this is a vampire film. Yes, um, but it is. It, but at the same time, it's not making fun of vampire films mm-hmm. um, as much as it is showcasing what vampires are doing uh, when they're like not on a film set. Yeah. Um, you know, per, per se. A, and a so, really, the basis the of this film. Is uh, there's a documentary crew following around these four vampire flatmates, uh, like you mentioned, Viago, Vladislav, Deacon, and Peter, uh, who they all share a flat in the Wellington suburb mm-hmm. of Tearo. Um, so they're not even like high profile. This movie was really inspired by their love of vampire movies, uh, like really like interview with interview with the vampire, because uh, this movie is kind of. I don't know. It's it's fun because it's 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 just, again not even a send up of that, but it's like if Interview with the Vampire was strictly about the interview with the vampire <laughs> and, and 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 no flashbacks to any of uh, of the storytelling, uh, then it would then this would be it. So we've got a documentary crew that is following a human documentary yes. crew that's following around these four. They're they're being allowed to like wear crucifixes you know so they're Mm -hmm. you know they're going to protect themselves that way but at no time do any of the of the uh housemates um feel like they are like trying to prey upon the documentary crew like they really are so excited to be filmed and followed they're just they're happy for the attention yeah and so again, and these are these are straight vampires. They've got all the supernatural powers that a vampire mm-hmm. should. They can levitate. They have no reflection. They yeah. can transform into animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, we just movie starts out. We meet all of our vampires. You know, they uh, it movie actually starts out with Viago. Viago's alarm clock going off. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's at, in his casket, like like a he's, like like a nineteen nineties <laughs> era, you know, like oh, yeah. simple red LED alarm clock. <laughs> oh yeah, everybody's got one, and so he's reaching out. He turns it off, and he's going to wake everybody up because we've got a flat meeting in you know ten minutes, and we see just a real quick glimpse of how everybody lives, you know, how everybody stays mm-hmm. in their their vampiness. Uh, you know, Viago, like you said, he's reaching his hand out of his coffin. He goes to wake up Vladislav, and he's in the middle of, like, a vampire orgy. <laughs> a- asks for another 15 minutes. Uh, you know, when he goes to talk to Deacon, Deacon's just, like, in the like in a coat closet. Uh, yeah, hanging just, upside just down. hanging upside down in the coat yeah. closet. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, 
uh, even though, you know, Peter, as old as he is, he has no lines in the movie at all. Um, you know, but like Viago's afraid to go wake up Peter. Uh, <laughs> he goes down and he's, he's like in the catacombs of the basement. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, he's, he's in his he's, tomb. He's terrifying looking, even to the, oh, other, yeah. vam- even to the other vampires. Cause he's, he's the only oh, one yeah. that I would say looks supernatural. Oh yeah. Yeah. If, uh, to get it, if you haven't seen it and you want to wrap your brain around it, he looks like Max Shrek in Nosferatu, mm-hmm. or he looks like Bar- the Barlow character in um, in Salem's Lot. Like he's just that, like your John Malkovich's rendition of Nosferatu in uh, whatever that vampire movie was. I can't think of it. Um, you know, but yeah, just the like long, pointy ears, like white, creamy skin, bald yeah. head, giant fangs, piercing eyes, like. You know, not your not your sexy vampires by any no, stretch. A, a horrific um, vampire. Yeah, it just a, yeah, giant like vampire rat. <laughs> um, so they have their you know they they have their flat meeting, and it's like this. The, the what what makes this movie so much fun in my mind is uh, they don't have to be vampires. This this like they are four just regular roommates that mm-hmm. they would make. You know, you could make a sitcom, you know, in, in the late 90s about this, minus the vampires, and and it would probably be the top-rated sitcom on TV, because it's it's Friends, it's <laughs> Seinfeld, yeah. it's, um, you know, the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, uh, it's flatmates doing flatmate stuff. Yeah, yeah, and only these are vampires, and yeah. so all of that vamp vampiness gets in the way. You know, they've got a chore wheel that it's <laughs> Deacon's job to do the dishes, and he hasn't done the dishes in forever. And it's like all the dishes are, they're all just piled up in the sink, just covered in blood. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like these these vampires eat on, on like, they, they use cups to drink their blood. Well, Viago <laughs> gets upset because, like, you know, you could you could put some towels down before, yeah. before you, you feast on, on human blood. Or newspaper, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and so they, you know, they they just go through regular human stuff. Like at night, they they all decide they're gonna go out and they want to go they want to go to a nightclub because mm-hmm. they want to feast. They they want to they want to eat. Of course, the problem is, you know, this is where the vampire just comes in the way. They can't go in anywhere unless they're invited. <laughs> so, so the the bouncer has to say the right thing. Right. <laughs> the bouncer doesn't know that they're vampires. Right. And so, uh, you know, they think that they they think that they blend in, but of course, people are you know yelling vampires are yeah. walking down the street. But yeah, all these bouncers at all these nightclubs are not going to let these people in. It's also funny because before they go out, like they're putting on clothes, but they can't see their own reflections, so they don't know how they look. So That's they all right. take turns draw, drawing pictures of each other and, describe, and how they describing would describing them. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just and it's fun because you it's just like this clueless wardrobe changing scene and. Uh, it's, oh, it's just so much fun, this movie. Um, you know, we meet Jackie, uh, Deacon's, his human familiar. Of course, like, uh, most, most of you guys out there in, in listener viewer land are probably more familiar with the TV show, What We Do in the Shadows, which is a spinoff of this on FX. It's been on for like four seasons or something. Mm -hmm. And it is equally hilarious. It is, um, I would say the language in that show is is more extreme than what the language yeah. in this movie is um, which is ironic but because it's a tv show versus yes, just being a film the, but right yeah. and uh and so um but but the movie is from the same creators uh mm-hmm. you know there's more than one episode where uh where deacon and and uh viago and vladislav all show up like um and so there's a lot the, the show gives the movie a little bit more some more legs to run with sure um Things that are brought up in the show or in the movie show up in the show and are given a little bit more breathing room just because of of the you know weekly commitment. Um, and so you probably chances are you're more familiar with the show, uh, but the movie is definitely you know worth a watch. Um, so the concept of the familiar comes up. You know, a vampire basically promises a human, "I will turn you into a vampire if you do my bidding." Uh, you know, Dracula did it with Rumsfeld. Like it's mm-hmm. it's age old. Um, you know, we talk about it not only in the original Dracula, but even Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, which we covered back in February. And so, you know, um, you know, Jackie, her, you know, she's 
cleaning up the gore left behind by their feeding. Uh, she, you know, she's she's a married mom. She just wants to be a vampire. Yeah, that's she wants it. eternal life. <laughs> <laughs> she wants immortality. Yeah, she, uh, she never she, really yeah. gets into it beyond just I want to be immortal. Like, right, that's all I want to do. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, she's just a mom, like, yeah, like that, she's that, not, that, she's, she's not gothic or she's just, you know, she's a, you know, like, like a suburban middle-class mom. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to clean up after these guys, <laughs> you know, de- just, just like she cleans she, up after her own children. Right. And, you know, she tries to have a conversation at a nightclub, you know, where, um, you know, Deacon, or she's trying to tell, well, well, I'd like to talk about the arrangement and he just... You know, kind of hypnotizes her and sends yeah. her on her way. Um, <laughs> you know, br- bring me, you know, her job is also to round up virgins. Because um, they want to, they, they like the taste of, of virgin blood. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's, they, they like the idea that they're virgins. Yeah. Well, it's like Vladislav, says, he says too. It's like, you know, think of it like a sandwich. Like, it tastes so much better when no one has slept with it. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're paraphrasing a little bit there, but yeah. Uh, slightly, yeah. This, this, is, this is a PG program. Um, and so Deacon requests she bring back some virgins. The first person, she brings back two people. She brings back a woman who insulted her in, in grade school. <laughs> and so uh, she's pretty sure, you know, she figures she was a virgin then in yeah. grade school so she's probably still a virgin yeah so she yeah, brings log- her logically that checks out <laughs> and then uh she also invites her ex-boyfriend nick who was like her boyfriend when they were 10 and he of course he was a virgin then so he's probably a virgin now <laughs> of course neither one of these people are virgins uh they kill the woman and nick actually gets away he's he's running through the house mm-hmm. you know really cool sequences they uh like Viago's chasing him at every corner he turns. Viago is there. A really cool scene where, um, like, he puts on a backpack and then, like, Deacon starts, like, his arm comes out of the backpack and he starts crawling out of the backpack. Yeah. Uh, long story short, uh, Vladislav he, is like the cat with, like, the Vladislav yeah, he's face. Got the, yeah. He's, <laughs> and, and, uh, but Peter, Peter gets him. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Peter. Because Peter is basically just a predator. That, that's all he right. is. Yeah, Peter is... Yeah, he's not there to actually converse. He's there to feed. Um, yeah. So Peter, he doesn't kill him, though. He turns him into a vampire. Yeah. Um, and so that makes Nick the youngest of all the vampires now. Yeah. And Which because, is very upsetting be- to Deacon. Oh, Deacon yeah, because was, Deacon... Deacon was the young fun guy. And, and <laughs> right. That was his bit. Like he was always dancing, yeah. doing crazy Deacon things because he's the young yeah. guy at 180 years old. Because he was the cool one. And now, <laughs> but and now, now he, Nick's now the he's cool. threatened. Cause, yeah, because Nick's, Nick's the young guy. Deacon has been yeah. unseated as cool young vampire. And so <laughs> a couple months flash by. Um, I'm assuming the documentary crew has just had nothing of, of worth for the last two months. Yeah. Um, the vampires finally, you know, they accept Nick into their group, mainly because of Nick's friend Stu, who is uh, <laughs> a computer analyst. Kind of a fun story, like um, the the guy that played Stu, like legit, is like a computer guy, like mm-hmm. he's an IT guy, and he's a friend of Taika's, and so he invited him in for just this real small part. But of course, had no, he didn't give him any idea of how big the part was actually going to be. So Stu is not an actor. Stu is just a friend. He's just um, a guy who, who just they... a guy. <laughs> Which because he thought his part was so small, like he's just so like cool and calm about it, and it really, it, I think it really amped up his performance because he didn't realize he was going to be such a yeah. focal point of the movie. Um, <laughs> Which always cracks me up because it's like, Stu, you didn't realize how many scenes you're in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, but whatever. Um, I love how everybody likes Stu, too. Everybody loves Stu. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Despite the fact he's got a pretty blah personality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they all yeah, love but him. They just, they love him far more than Nick. For oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, and so Stu comes along and introduces them to modern technology. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we forgot to mention that um, Viago came to um, back in like early 1900s. He came to New Zealand in search of his love, Catherine, mm-hmm. who is now who is now like 90. You know, she's yeah, yeah she's in her 90s. You know, way yeah. Um, and so uh, Stu helps Viago with the internet to help find Catherine. Turns out she's 
just living right there. She's living yeah. in like an old folks' home right there in Wellington. Yeah, she's, um, she's widowed. So, yeah. she, so and, she's uh, single. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, you know, Stu, it's kind of cool. Um, it, it's just a fun sequence. Show you know, showing them like YouTube videos of a sunrise because <laughs> they've never <laughs> seen one, and so they're just all ooing and awing about the sunrise. Uh, you know, gets Viago on a Skype call with his former servant Philip, uh, which he just Viago ends up hanging up on him. Yeah, just, he, gets, just, he gets bored with that fast, <laughs> real like, quick. Like it was novel at first, but he's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, one of the things they really like about Nick is Nick can get him into these bars and these clubs because Nick, of course, is a young guy from Wellington, so he knows all the bouncers. He can get him into all these clubs. Other than that, Nick really struggles to adapt mm-hmm. uh, to being a vampire. Uh, of course, you already mentioned Deacon doesn't like him because he's the new guy. He's usurped mm-hmm. his position. Um, and just Nick doesn't make any effort to keep it quiet. Uh, yeah, he tells everybody. Know, they, hey, I'm, vampire. <laughs> I'm a vampire. There's <laughs> 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 a one fun scene where he's... he's uh, Try hey you you know Twilight you know Twilight well I'm I'm Twilight <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to convince a guy that he he was Robert Pattinson's character in Twilight uh, there's another just kind of random fun scene where um oh no it was before they turned Nick where uh, they offer up dinner and it was just a, a plate of of pischetti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Deacon's sitting there to do like Nick do you like your pischetti? And, uh, and it's basically just, it's the scene from Lost Boys where Kiefer Sutherland's David uh, turns um, uh, the, the whatever, the Patrick guys for Jason Patrick Jason, or so whatever. Jason Patrick, or, yeah. Yeah, before, before Michael turns into a vampire, when he's like giving him like uh, Chinese food and the rice look like maggots and the lo mein noodles look like worms or whatever. It's that scene, but it's with p- Pischetti. <laughs> Do you like your Pischetti? Do you like eating worms? <laughs> was... you, you can tell that he thinks it's pronounced Pischetti because he's so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> he thinks he's toying with it, but he just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> and and Nick's, Nick's just an imbecile. Yeah. Like, Nick's an idiot. Um, and so... You know, Nick, he's just, he's telling everybody, you know, I'm a vampire. He makes a comment to one guy. He goes, I'm a vampire. And the guy goes, oh, I'm a vampire hunter. Uh, and Nick just blows him off thinking that he's messed with it. Well, later on, uh, the everybody returns back to the flat. And uh, this vampire hunter had broken into the basement during the day and exposes Peter to sunlight. Just burns Peter alive. Mm-hmm. Um, which... You know, come to find out, you know, they snapped the vampire, you know, the vampire slayer, the vampire hunter's neck. And Nick, Nick admits that he told the guy and mm-hmm. he just didn't believe him. And uh, yeah, he recognized him afterwards. Like, that. Oh, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, that's the guy I told I was a vampire. He said he was a vampire hunter. I just didn't believe him. Uh, <laughs> so now, you know, the vampires are all ticked off. Um, you know, they they kick Nick out because he, you know, he killed Peter. Um, Deacon tries to kill him, but the police show up for a welfare check. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he heard the disturbance and saw smoke. Yeah, yeah. There's just you know com- completely inept law enforcement. Well, well uh, they actually it, go well, ahead. Well, yeah, Viago uh, hypnotizes them. And yeah, he, he, and he even admits he's not very like, good. Like at I'm hip- not a good hip- I'm not a. I'm not the best at hypnotizing. He, t- <laughs> he tells them that they're not going to see anything out of the ordinary. And so right. it's this like waiting game. Everybody's on pins and needles. Like, is this charade gonna work? Yeah. Like he's like at one point they see the dead vampire hunter on the floor of the basement, and and the cops see him as like someone who's just asleep on the floor. Right. Like Nick's floating in a corner yeah. at one point, <laughs> <laughs> and they walk and in. they right, and they they just ignore it. I don't remember what they pointed out well at, they, that they, one, at but... first there was a little moment of oh, are they on to us but it's like oh this, uh-huh. this room doesn't have any uh any smoke detectors oh that's what it, that's what it was <laughs> there's no smoke de- <laughs> it was just fun they actually they actually spun spun off the law enforcement into a very short-lived tv yeah. show um you know where like they just keep investigating all these paranormal activity events and and supernatural events going on in wellington but um, it's probably ahead of its time it just didn't pick up um <laughs> Man, talking about the plot of this movie is tough because well, it's like you talk. Yeah, 
it's, well, you it's, talk about something and then you're like, oh, wait, you know, they yeah. kicked Nick out. And then I remembered, oh, wait, before that, they crossed paths with the werewolves uh-huh. and, <laughs> and, and Anton and the werewolves, um, you know, like walking through a park and there's a bunch of men and it's before, it's before the moon came out. They're all trying to tie, like tie themselves to trees, right? So that they don't run a buck. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, a person who is a werewolf doesn't want to, be, it's a curse. They don't want to be a werewolf. And so they're trying to lock themselves up. And it's like just about every werewolf movie that you see out there that treats werewolves with that, you know, with that storyline is the same way that lock me up because I'm going to, you know, I'm going to turn into a beast and things Mm -hmm. are going to go south in a hurry. And so, you know, they're teasing these werewolves. Uh, (laughs) Like, 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 uh, Vladislav asks if they're, you know, smelling each other's crotch or (laughs) if they're smelling their crotches. And one guy's like, no, 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 we smell each other's crotches. And, uh, <laughs> and, and oh, one of my favorite bits in this, they work so hard not to swear because they're, they're werewolves, not swearwolves. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and so uh, several months have passed. You know, they've banished Nick. Uh, although they do let Stu stick around. Yeah, he can yeah, come and go yeah, as yes. he pleases. <laughs> Stu, you, you're, you're welcome to come. And uh, several months later, they get an invitation to the annual Unholy Masquerade, <laughs> which is hosted for the local undead, uh, vampires, zombies, and witches yes. in the Wellington area. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a big deal. They even, they yeah, even, it's a big deal. They even rent a room for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what witches do. They just rent a room in a hotel. That's, yeah, um, that's what Angelica Houston did. Um. And so Vladislav is confused because at first he believes he is the guest of honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he kind of gets a big head on his shoulders about it. Eventually he realizes that his ex-girlfriend, the Beast, is the yes. guest of honor. And now he wants nothing to do with it. I mean, the Beast was mentioned a couple of times briefly before. Yeah. You know, as this, yeah. you know, like he had lost his powers. Or his powers, not lost, but his powers have waned over the years because it's implied that the beast took them or, or the beast diminished him somehow. Yeah. Turns out it, it's his ex-girlfriend. It's his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> and so like when he discovers that it's about her, like he just like, like ages like decrepitly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like all of his life force has been pretty much stolen and he's just, Nope, he's not having it. Um, and so Viago and D can go to the ball. They find Nick there. They find Stu Nick has turned Jackie into a vampire, so mm-hmm. Jackie's there. Uh, she's all excited to be a vampire. Uh, again, this is where we find out the Beast is actually Pauline, Vladislav's <laughs> ex-girlfriend. Uh, and it come to dis- this is where everybody there discovers that Stu and the documentary crew uh, are humans, yeah. and they're not supposed to be there. Yeah, because Nick brought Stu as his plus one. Yeah, get, yeah. Not, he was not, confused. Get, Nick's first time going to this. Not, yeah, not thinking that like I'm, it, it's <laughs> that it would be wouldn't be a good idea to bring a hu- <laughs> a human to, to a, a, a party with zombies, witches, and vampires. Right, right, and the same really with uh, Deacon and, and Viago as they yeah. bring the documentary the crew. crew with them. Yeah, and so you know they break the fort. Well, I it's hard to say they break the fourth wall because we've been talking to a documentary crew yeah. the entire time. But this is where the... the, the, It's the third and a half wall. Yeah, like the documentary crew kind of gets brought into the action instead of just being the camera now. Um, And so the party guests, they all threaten to kill. They're going to feed on them. This is when Vladislav arrives. And he's like... He's got this like dumb mask on. He's decked (laughs) all in white. Doesn't think anybody knows who he is until he takes his mask off. Um, He gets into a fight with Pauline's new boyfriend. Uh... And so <laughs> Stu out of nowhere, yeah. like Vladislav and Julian, this new boyfriend are having this fight. Stu comes out of nowhere and just impales Julian on a flagpole. <laughs> uh, the vampires, the documentary crew, um, you know, they get out what they save Stu. Everybody gets out. This is where they, they run into a pack of werewolves. Um, it's now a full moon. So they transform. Stu and one of the cameramen get mauled by the werewolves. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a cool scene. Uh, so they all run off. They think Stu's dead. They grieve for him because Stu's the only the only person they ever really cared about. <laughs> um, and so, you know, fast forward again in time. 
Uh, Nick comes back to the flat with Stu, finds out Stu survived the attack, mm-hmm. and he's now a werewolf. Yep, he's been turned. Um, yeah, so Stu is, he's urging, you know, he's he's asking, hey, um, let's, let's see what we could do here. So the werewolf pack visits the vampires. Stu's kind of bridging the gap between the two. They let Nick back into the fold. Uh, again, Stu's really like the great, you know, the the great savior yeah. of all yeah, of this. because everybody likes Stu. Right. <laughs> uh, and so uh, Deacon, he invites the werewolves inside. Um, you know, Viago reconnects and it's a really cute scene. Reconnects and, and with Catherine, who yeah. he has now turned into a vampire. Yeah. So it's, it's like 96 it's year old yeah, 90 something year old Catherine. And she's just it's so excited to be there, yeah. and I and he makes he's like a lot of people, you know, uh, a lot of people comment about the age gap because of course he looks way way younger. Yeah. A lot of people comment <laughs> about the age gap, like I'm signed some kind of cradle robber, you know, because he's he's like twice yeah, her yeah, age. He's nearly four hundred years old. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, he's I, I got him confused with Deacon's age. Yeah, he's like ancient compared to her, so it's just this fun little spin. Um, uh, you know, so there's some scenes during the credits. Vladislav's got back together with Pauline. He's now like self-inflicting torture because their relationship <laughs> is so bad. Um, Jackie is still a vampire. Her husband is now her familiar. Um, you know, at the very, very end, uh, <coughs> little post-credit scene, Deacon's trying to hypnotize all of us in the audience. To forget about the events of the film. I wouldn't have um, even noticed that. I was typing in some, some notes and doing some of my other like post-plot stuff. And, uh-huh. I, and I hadn't turned the movie off. It just, just and, happened and, and, to be yeah, on. And it yeah. came back on. Yeah, I didn't catch it the first couple times I saw it. But I'd seen it in the trivia or something. So yeah. I, I you know stuck it out. It's just just a fun little scene. Really, this whole movie is nothing more than, than a fun, just than a, a fun a little coll- scene. <laughs> just, just a fun little scene. Yeah. It's just a collection of everyday things spun through a vampire yeah. filter and you know how it's how it's funny yeah you know, like Stu comes along and introduces them to digital photography so now they can actually see what they look like in mm-hmm. their outfits and they've um and it's just <laughs> it's just a fun movie so um do you i mean what are your even without this like where do you stand and like on vampire films Va- like vampires as horror villains like where where are your where do you stand in that regard? I mean, I, I, I like a good vampire flick, like a lot of people do. You know, I, you know, the the Bram Stoker's Dracula, which again, as as I was mentioned earlier, uh, we did in February, our month of love. Yeah, <laughs> wife's choice, w- wife, wife's wife's romantic choice. Yeah, because my my wife is nuts and picked Bram Stoker's <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula as as she her did. choice for romance. Yeah. I, it, it, it arguably was the most romantic movie we watched that month. Though. Yeah, yeah, I, I would. I, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, Predat- predatory romance. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I like a good vampire flick. Uh, you know, it's I I, I love it how in this movie they uh, they they played up all of the typical vampire characteristics. You know, as, as and you mentioned some of these before, but they can float, they drink blood, they have to you know they have to regularly drink blood, particularly human blood. Uh, to yeah. continue to survive, you know. They, 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 Via- when Viago bites that one girl, that yeah. one lady, and accidentally hits, accidentally hits an artery, it's an artery and he's like <laughs> la- laughing at the blood as it's, as it's shooting like, out. He's freaking out because it's getting everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And the, you know, and the other scene where like he's where he's talking about um, Catherine, and he shows like the the silver locket she left him, and he put his own picture in there, and then puts it on, and his yeah. chest starts and to it's sizzle just and smoke. <laughs> That's as long as I can wear this. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just so proud because yeah. he's so in love. Yeah, I just I, I love the balance here of of like the, you know the mundane, as you said, sort of like the the sitcoms. You know, it, it, you use Parks and Rec. You know, in, in one of yeah. your your movie marriages, just sort of like the day to day grind of whatever yep. one one is or does. Uh, you know, balanced with the vampire tropes. I think it's great. Yeah, it just. Uh... Yeah, the movie marriage was really easy for this one. You know, <laughs> Perfect Strangers, Night at the Roxbury. You know, I thought about The Office, but I'm like, this has more of a Parks and Rec feel mm-hmm. than an Office feel. Um, you know, of course, then I just had to throw a vampire movie in yeah. uh, to the marriage to, you know, as, as the foundation. And it was an easy one. There you uh, go. But yeah, like, it's just, again, we said it last week. We'll say it the next two weeks. Although next week, I think the next two weeks, there's more of a plot line. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, than than we've had, especially this week. Yeah. This week was just documentary crew with vampires. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and if you're, look, if you're looking for plot, this is not the movie to go to. And and, no, my, and, and no, mockumentary no. is probably not the genre for you in general, anyways. No. But but it, but this is definitely one that you. I feel you could watch this movie repeatedly and and catch different things that you missed yeah, different just different gags yeah because there's always something a little something going on in the background but it's it's just because it's fun mm-hmm. like uh of of these of these four including well five we'll include peter and we'll, we'll include nick um mm-hmm. who which two questions sure who was your favorite and which one do you feel you would have identified with like more <laughs> I think I would have identified probably with Viago the most. Just just me okay. and some of my my illness. Yeah. I would have identified yeah. with with Viago the most. Um, I <laughs> I I really enjoyed uh, the Peter character. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they and again, it's not because he was featured much. He was only on camera for probably you know a total of a minute or two throughout the entire movie, yeah throughout the entire movie. But just. You know how the, the others are just terrified of him, and like vampires oh, terrified yeah. of this other vampire. And he, and again, he's the one who looks the most vampireish. He's the one who could not pass yeah. for human if he was out. No, I just, I, I love what he is and represents, and how the other characters yeah. react. To him. <laughs> he's just like by force, he's the recluse, and he's yeah. okay with it. Yeah. Like you never see him anywhere else. Like he's actually good friends with Deacon. There's one fun little where they're talking to Deacon and Deacon's talking about being turned. Peter's just shaking his head. Like, yep, that's how it went. (laughs) It's just like, like Peter's the, like, you know, you, I know you and I don't like to go the looks route, but it's like Peter is by, by default. He's like the ugly roommate that everybody loves anyway, but it's like, we can't get caught with him because he's, he, (laughs) the jig is up. Yeah. I would say, I, 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 uh, I probably also uh, would probably relate more to Viago than the others, um, and it's a toss-up. I would say I, I'm a I I really like Vladislav's <laughs> character. Um, I just I really like Jermaine Clement anyway. Yeah. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, his his portrayal of just this just macho like yeah. I am. I am the sexy vampire. Yeah. Uh, I did see that he based his performance uh, on um, Gary Oldman mm-hmm. and and Bram Stoker's Dracula, which it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Just this, I can do whatever I want. Kind of large, really larger the, than life. Yeah, but at the core of it is so like um, unsure of himself yeah. and has like very low self esteem yeah. and just. Acts way overboard in order to to, to compensate to, yeah, to compensate for, yeah. his, for his own inadequacy. Yeah. <laughs> um, what What is? Do you have a favorite vampire movie? Oh man, it's. I I, I mean I could list a few knowing full well I'll I I'll forget something here in the moment. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, I mean Nosferatu as a throwback is great. Bram, oh yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula is great. Um. Oh, what's that? Oh, I'm blanking on the name of it. Um, I think I think Bill, I know, and I'm just Bill Paxton. Um, I'm not gonna tell you. Oh God, you're. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, of course, I, I, yeah, yeah, like but, yeah, vampire movies you like, and of course, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Catherine Bigelow directed it. You're not gonna tell me, are you? Z- Zero Dark Thirty. You're... <laughs> you're Point Break. Is it Point Break? Yes, it's Point Break. You something <laughs> or other. It's near dark. Near You're dark. thinking of near dark. Yes, I, I, I had the, I had like the, like the box art in my head, and I just right. couldn't put the words. Lance together. Henriksen. There you go. Jeanette. Jeanette, Jeanette Goldstein. Goldstein. Yeah. Oh, Bill Paxton and Lance Henriksen. You put them together, and you're always gonna have a winner. What about you? And Jeanette, and Jeanette Goldstein. You could throw yeah. her in the mix mm-hmm. too. <clears throat> it's no surprise that I believe at that time that was when um, I think James Cameron. Was James Cameron and Catherine Bigelow together? Yes. At yeah. one point. Yeah, that was, I, that was, was probably right at, that time. That was right on the heels because, of Aliens. Yeah, because they were sharing a lot of uh, mm-hmm. of cast members. Um, uh, vampire movies for me. I'm a, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan. I do like Lost Boys a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like... I do like Near Dark a lot. I love the fact that they never call them vampires. Yeah. They never refer to them as vampires. They're just vampires. Um, but no, I've, I've, pro- I've seen a lot of garbage as well. I like George Romero's Martin. I think that's mm-hmm. a fun vampire. Even though he's 
probably not a vampire. It's still yeah. fun. I mean, there, uh, there's like I, from dusk till dawn, which is just just oh yeah, just from, dumb yeah. fun, just nuts. Yeah. yeah, I I only because of nostalgia purposes. We had HBO as a kid, and mm. Once Bitten with Jim Carrey was on <laughs> all the time. Yeah, I I'm a big fan of that movie. Only, I've, I've never would, seen it. I've never seen it. Oh, it's I would chalk it up mainly to nostalgia. It is mm. pure '80s, um, and it's it's contained Jim Carrey. He's not Ace Ventura Jim Carrey yet. Um, you know, small dose Jim Carrey, and he's just charismatic and. It's just it's a it's a fun movie. It's a it's it's a very fun movie. There's also um, you know, like like Andy Warhol's Dracula. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> with, I've oh, seen was that it, one. Was it Udo Kier? I think yes. The um, <laughs> virgin, bring me a virgin, <laughs> a virgin. Because yeah, yeah, there was there was a couple of them there. There was Flesh for Frankenstein mm-hmm. and uh, was it Blood for Dracula? I think so. Yeah, I couldn't remember the full name of it. Yes, Blood for Dracula. Um, and it's not bad. I think both of those movies got Criterion cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was, it was, I mean, they're just so lavish. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, you got, you know, you, you can't go without Christopher Lee and all the Hammer films, mm-hmm. which also are just so, like, they're so much fun. Um, uh, you know, but they're, I mean, they're definitely a different mindset yeah. of, you know, uh, but no, I I think the vampire genre. I mean, you could go. I, they've made it for about everybody. Yeah. Uh, I know one of our go tos with uh, with our with, you know with our good college friend Bernie. Um, you know, Best Buy Bernie, who uh-huh. had all of the yep. who back in back in college freshman year of '98 had all of the of the like primo. He was the first one on the floor with a DVD player. Mm-hmm. And tower surround sound. Like, Bernie had it. Oh, yeah. His room was the destination. And whenever he wanted to show anybody anything, it was... Uh, and I give Bernie all the credit. After he introduced me to DVD, I went out and bought a new TV and DVD player. And three DVDs. I remember my first three DVDs were Pitch Black, mm-hmm. which I never watched, ever. <laughs> um, the, Bo- the Bone Collector. <laughs> the with, Bone uh... Collector. <laughs> and I think Bring It On. I was pretty sure... Uh, no, it was American Beauty. Those three were my first three. I do think I was the first person in in, uh, in Macomb to own a copy of Bring It On on DVD. And probably um, still the only. Probably still the only. But uh, but yeah, Blade was his go-to. Blade, he would always yeah. show... The opening scene of Blade, he would always show... Um, and so, and we can't forget, you know, the, the, best, uh, the best vampire movie of all time, Morbius. Uh, <laughs> it's morbid time <laughs> it's morbid time um and so yeah that's uh i, I mean we've obviously digressed a little bit from what we do in the shadows yeah. but um, I'm, I'm looking through a list on imdb of vampire movies and all the ones we uh-huh. you know, we didn't mention uh fright night oh yeah i love fright night yeah so you get the like, I really love I really love Fright Night. I could care less about the Underworld movies. Yeah, The Hunger. Hunger's another really good one. Oh yeah, David Bowie and uh, yeah, it's an early Susan early Sarandon. Yeah, Tony Scott movie. Yeah, then, that's then you, good. Then you've got more of like your kind of gore horror, like Thirty Days of Night. That was good. I really liked that. It was, it was I, fun. Jenny, yeah, Jenny and I saw that in the theater with Josh Hartnett and Danny Houston. Yeah. And Melissa George. I like the Fright, the Fright Night remake. I didn't think it was bad either. It was good. It was good. I liked that. I liked, you know, setting it in Vegas was kind of a cool mm-hmm. idea just because that city never sleeps and uh, it's always dark. <laughs> Van Helsing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Is, is, that, uh, is that Wolverine? That's, that's Wolverine. That's Wolverine you, and Underworld. <laughs> you, Jackman. Yeah. vampire yeah. movies mm-hmm. all right folks well uh at this point we are going to get into uh oz and i's uh real ratings as we each have will yeah. provide our own unique rating to the film in question in this case 2014's what we do in the shadows oz how would you rate this movie um i'd give this uh eight months of stew as a roommate eight months of i think stew. i think stew'd be a great roommate mm-hmm I'd probably do the dishes more than Deacon. <laughs> How about you? I'm going to go with... Uh, I have one down, but I think I'm going to alter. I'm going to go with... 82 Chained Up Werewolves. Oh, good one. Mm-hmm. 
solid. One of my favorite. I know one of my favorite werewolves in movies uh, is um, from Monster Squad. Mm-hmm. Another. You movie. know who plays the? You know who plays the werewolf in Monster Squad? I do not recall. John Grease, Uncle Rico. Really. In- Yes, he plays he he doesn't play the werewolf. He plays the band who okay. is the werewolf. Got it. Uh, but yeah, that, John that, that makes all the sense in the world since that werewolf yep. threw a football over the mountain. <laughs> you throw it a quarter mile. <laughs> coach, coach only would have put me in. We would have won state. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're quoting Napoleon Dynamite as, as that's we're, all right. Talking about what we do in the shadow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he I that. When I think of werewolves that like want to be constrained in an effort to not wolf out, yes. he's the one I think of. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I love I love Monster Squad. <laughs> Our next uh, segment here would be Outside Insight, where Oz and I each bring some kind of non-professional review that we found scouring some source on the interweb, and we present that review to you, our listeners. Oz... Let's share your outside insight. Where did you find this one, buddy? This one is from Letterboxd. Olipops Uh, gives the movie gives it four and a half stars and says this film is actually so funny. I have seen it many times and it still made me laugh. Taika Waititi does a funny voice. Also, I don't remember Vadasov being so sexy, but gosh darn, I think I need to start. I think I need to start dressing in frilly shirts and fur coats. It's an entire movie about vampires. Imagine how many Morbius jokes I could have made. I think I've shown restraint. <laughs> I, I always self-narrate my restraint, too. <laughs> hey, everyone, this is me being restrained right now. Just so you know, I am really holding it back. I'm not running into I'm, traffic right but... now, despite the fact that it's really tempting. <laughs> I like the fact that there was no Morbius mentions until Olipops mentions yes. they didn't mention Morbius. So there you go. But yeah, it's, what other things God. did Olipops not mention in his review? Uh, all kinds of stuff. P- Paschetti. He didn't, didn't mention Paschetti. <laughs> but Taika Watiti does a funny voice. <laughs> Uh, my outside insight comes from IMDb uh, from user oh. Cosmasp23. <laughs> and again, reading this uh, in, in my own inflection as well. Oh, yeah, same. Let me start with, I don't like reality TV at all. And there is a reason you have to put in, put asterisks, because it is anything but real. And while this isn't real either... Obviously, it is so much more fun than anything and feels more like what good reality TV could be if there were vampires, that is. (laughs) Oh, man. There's more here, but whatever. (laughs) I'm glad that he's painted a picture of... Yeah. How this is different than the Kardashians. Yeah. <laughs> this movie. But yet more real. This is more yeah, real than more the Kardashians. Real. It's more real. Only if, mm-hmm. only if vampires were real. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks for your is, uh, insights there, Cosmasp. Yeah, same to you, Olipops. Thank you. <laughs> and, folks, it's time for the segment you've all been tuning in for, our signature yeah. segment, the 321, where Oz and I each share three goods, two bads, and one, huh, about the film in question. Oz, what are your three goods for 2014's What the uh, Do with the Shadows? My first good, I really enjoy the attention to the, just the everyday things, mm. but spun through a vampire lens. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, just uh, movies rarely show you like everyday occurrences because they aren't an escape from reality. Mm-hmm. Things like doing the dishes or having an argument with a roommate or you know things like that. Um, you know, but spun through this lens, uh, it just makes it funnier. Yeah, you know, and and so just that of like when you think vampire movie, you think a certain thing, and yeah. it's a lot of the movies that we've talked about, and yet 
this movie includes that stuff, but on a very minor level. Yeah. Because we have other things of like Vladislav trying to telepathically speak to somebody and then tapping on the window anyway because it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> In that sense, it kind of reminds me of uh, of Hot Fuzz. How when yeah. they, when they did Hot Fuzz, they intentionally wanted to go in like we're gonna make a movie like Point Break or Bad Boys, but. Yeah. We're going to show all the boring paperwork that the that, right, that right, police right. officers have to actually do as well. So you know, it shows yeah. them booking them and and and, and filling out all the all the mundane paperwork. <laughs> yeah, like that's the montage yeah. is the paperwork scene. <laughs> uh, and so that's my first cut. I just I I love the like they didn't go whole hog and make a vampire movie. Yeah. They were like, nope, vampires can also be boring. Not every vampire is this like majestic castle living mm-hmm. you know superstar. Uh, my second good is, <laughs> I just like the, the you know the the very small handful of scenes with Anton and the werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so it just it was like it was fun because it's like yes we're watching this documentary about vampires, but you know this, like we just as easily could have had another documentary crew with Anton and the werewolves. Mm-hmm. Like they peppered in just enough like werewolf lore. Um, that, that made that funny. And, uh, and so, you know, struggling with their, you know, with their curse and the fact they turn into dogs. So they still sniff crotches yeah. and like, they, they, like, like they fake fetch, you yeah. know, um, you know, Vladislav or I think it was Vladislav or Deacon, like fake throwing a stick and one of them wants to go out, you yeah. know, it's just that kind of fun stuff. Um, that it's like, no, werewolves aren't necessarily superpowered beings either. They're just human dogs. Uh, so that's my second good. As my, my third is um, just the acceptance of Stu and all the technology yeah. stuff. You know, watching a sunrise on YouTube, taking photos, you know, you know, just all that stuff. Um, you know, just uh, he brought a meal. Like, Stu coming into the house was a meal. But he brought so much more to these guys that they valued him. Yeah. For his other resources and uh, i just thought that was fun yeah. like you just get you know again just kind of throwing water on the vampires and humans can't coexist it's like no they can if they like you well enough mm-hmm. uh, and so that's my third good how about you uh my three goods i'm gonna start with with the effects you know this movie was pretty low budget uh mm-hmm. and, and and because you know it's vampires everything's at night so i think they're able to kind of hide some things just because it's darker but just you know the little transformation sequences and oh yeah and um you know, like and how they kind of wove the editing into the effects as well i thought was just genius you know just you know making the most of what you got and the resources you have right. and um but you know and some of the things they did on camera like you know like the bat transformations and all that and you know how you know hiding the wire works with them floating you know just it was just yeah. fun just, yeah. just fun yeah there 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 absolutely is no denying that even though like this was early in taika watiti's career mm-hmm. like dude has chops like yeah. he's showing it at, at an early level that he knows how to make a film and he knows how to add effects and he just uh and and it's just grown from there so very happy to be living in the in the the time of taika right yes. now. yeah he's he's definitely in his heyday right now um, as, as I mentioned last week, sight gags. I, I love a good mm. sight gag. This movie is shock full of sight <laughs> of sight gags. Yeah, whether it be the you know the, the cops walking in and they're hypnotized and the things that they're seeing and not seeing. Some of the gags that you mentioned, you know, with the werewolves. Um, again, I, we also mentioned this before too, but uh, you know, Viago he he hits the main artery when he's trying to <laughs> right, <laughs> and he's yeah. going after a victim, and it just starts squirting everywhere, and, he, and he's and he's he's mad at himself because blood's getting everywhere. Now he has to clean it up. And <laughs> again, I'm, I'm just such a fan of just silly, oh, yeah. silly throwaway sight gags that don't don't drive the plot or the story, but just they're just there for a yuck, and, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, my last would be uh, I'd love how again is I have a feeling this is going to come up with with our bads, but as as little of a plot as there was, I thought they did a good job with the character histories. Um, oh yeah, like I mean, you don't get their life story, but you don't need their life story. They give you just just enough, um, you know, to kind of flesh out who they are and and how they became to be the person of the vampire they are today. You know, like with Viago and you know following the, you know the love of his life from from Great Britain to New Zealand and how this has kind of always been been something that he's uh you know felt like he's missed out on for the last almost yeah. almost 100 years <laughs> oh, yeah well it's because like i said when he uh when he went to follower and then like postage got mixed up yeah. so it took longer to get there and by the time he got there she had already fallen in love so he just backed off yeah and so that was he didn't have the heart you know, to, to go after her no. or, yeah he just let her be happy he just 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so the character is in, again, just enough of their history. So, yeah, those are my three goods, Oz. What are your two bads? Uh, first one is, I, this movie just wasn't long enough. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I would have loved to see another hour of just what they could come up with because... Mm-hmm. They just, it would, you could tell they were having a blast making it. It was just fun watching it. Um, you know, mixed in the same level. It's like, there wasn't really a lot of swearing in the movie, but, um, at the same time, like I'm looking forward to when my kids are old enough that I can put this in front of them because it's not scary, but yet it's, there's horror elements and it's funny, but there's enough bad language, you know, Mm -hmm. just one of those mixtures of, uh, but at the same time, knowing the age of my kids, they're right now they wouldn't get any of the yeah. jokes um it's almost like you can't really enjoy this movie until you've seen other vampire movies to build up enough knowledge yeah. of vampire lore to then you know watch them make fun of it uh and so that's really it it's it's a dumb one but you know just moving one long enough very thankful for the show though yeah you know yeah. different <laughs> cast um three three different vampires but oh man is this show so funny um they really you know, taken it and run with it and made it their own while still staying within the universe. Yeah. And so it's a lot of fun because they're a new, these, this crew in the show, they're in Long Island or Staten Island. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not, they're not <laughs> over in New Zealand. Cause where um, else would a, yeah. would a vampire enclave set up than Staten Island? <laughs> right. And so just another, I think that's, you know, our like Americanized version of making fun of Wellington, New Zealand yeah. is like, well, we're just outside of New York. Um, and so that's my first one. And two, um, just Nick, Nick was just a bad vampire. That's on my list. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, it, it, it wasn't a detractor, but it just the Nick, the Nick role didn't do a lot for me. Yeah, he just. But, but at the same time, maybe he was excellent at what he was doing because he just gave off this like dumb early twenties mm-hmm. like stereotypical frat boy kind of thing and and then that's who he was yeah kind of of kind of entitled and yeah yeah and uh you know like deacon had you know deacon was deacon but it's like nick was just an idiot um and so that was my second bad was just just nick was just a bad vampire um yeah that whole subplot yeah that's yeah the character in the subplot was one of my bads but it's like, but at the same time, it's like I I have to bring it along because one of my goods was Stu. How do yeah. you get Stu in there without Nick? So, mm-hmm. but you know, Nick was he was the catalyst for a lot of the the negative things that went on. Yeah. Like it was Nick's fault that Peter died. It was Nick's fault that you know uh, all heck broke loose mm-hmm. at the you know the unholy masquerade. Like it's just all of it was Nick's fault. Yeah. So. I think Deacon was onto something by not liking Nick. Yeah, he was <laughs> that, about, that, what? <laughs> that brilliant Deacon. <laughs> and his Pischetti, his Pischetti trick. Pischetti. <laughs> so, how about you? What are your bads? My two bads. I'll, 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 I'll go with the low-hanging fruit. The plot. I mean, there is no plot. And it, again, right. it's I'm really being nitpicky here because it, a movie like this, again, it's not about the plot. It's about the characters and the gags. Uh, yeah. But again, they, they there really was a vague very vague shoestring of a plot that kind of tied things together not th- not that i needed some interweaving layers of um right. of literature to drive the plot but it, i think it would have been nice if there was a little something more there yeah yeah movies like this don't turn to a novelization very easily yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, why, that's why you don't see the novel of this is spinal tap you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's a series of pamphlets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my other bad, I wanted more of the Jackie character. I was fascinated. Yeah, oh, I, I, she was fun. I was fascinated with that character. Again, like this yeah, middle-class suburban mom uh, who just wants to be immortal. And when she, you know, and she, she's clearly annoyed with, with Deacon <coughs> for not turning her. He puts her off. He avoids her. Um, and then when she finally gets turned, she's happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was the little bit during the credits credits about like she and her husband are having like a chat, and she's like, "But remember, I'm in charge." <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he's basically her familiar now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I also love the but bit. it's just yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I also love the bits. Uh, it was a little earlier before she got turned, where she's she's upset at Deacon, and she's kind of having her own little vignette. She's like, "Well, if I was, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but if I was male, they would have turned me a long time ago." 
Yeah. <laughs> I ju- and it's funny with Jackie because you get a sense that like her life is probably very boring. Yeah. Like she's a mother, she's married, and and that the boring everyday life is probably what leads her to want to be immortal. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like being immortal just means that that boring life is your life now. Yeah. Like because we're watching these vampires, their lives aren't like magnificent. You yeah. know, they're they're very they're very you know hamstrung by what they can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jackie's like, I went in on that. It's a, you know, just kind of a grass is greener yeah, situation. Careful what that, you ask uh, for. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and, and, and so that was, you know, I agree though. I really like the Jackie character. Yeah. So yeah, just more Jackie. Uh, Oz, what's your one, huh? For this movie. My, huh? Um, there was a lot of artwork in this movie. Uh, and my, huh? Is, do you think that the artwork in this movie was found or created for the movie. Uh, aside from, obviously there were instances where the characters were added. But I was really impressed with the like uh, archaic artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just very uh, Nosfer- or, uh, you know, Necronomicon-esque. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, but just a lot of the paintings or whatever that it's like. You know, good for the filmmakers to be like, we found somebody or a series of somebody's that could produce all of this artwork for us. And it may, and it looks dated and it looks historically accurate. Uh, and so I was like, I wonder how much of that was found and then altered mm-hmm. to look at or, or if it was all created. Because if it was all created, that person needs like an Etsy shop. Yeah. Yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, my huh is why why did this movie need a Kickstarter to get released in America? I know. Well, it's because it's America. We're well, idiots. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Like we clearly know the answer to that, but you know, it shouldn't have. Yeah, th- no. Yeah, this is hilarious stuff, but we don't oh, yeah. we don't know what funny is without the bang bang zoom zoom pow pow and yeah yeah witty quips. There's no catch pop culture there, references. There's no, yeah yeah. There there's no catchphrase and there's no like laugh track. So how are we supposed to know? What's I, how funny? do I know what's funny if if the movie isn't telling me what's funny? I know it's like they spoke English and they were Caucasian, so those <laughs> barriers are already down. You know, it should have worked just fine in America. Yeah. So oh, I agree though. I'm glad it was though. Yeah, eventually. And even the and even like the New Zealand government kicked in a bunch of money to make sure it mm-hmm. got finished off. And I, I love it when that happens. Like when you see these other countries that are like, you know, let's help you out. Yeah. I watched a. Uh, I watched a the david cronenberg's newest movie this morning mm-hmm. and and i saw a lot of it was i will i don't know how much was funded but it was like you know how the beginning of a movie before they get to the title they go through like all the little quick of the production companies yeah. that mm-hmm. were involved <clears throat> and like you know like film canada was one of them and mm-hmm. i'm like that's awesome yeah. that you know that that you know, there's that nations around the world value art to the point that they're like <laughs> We'll help you out. Not America, folks. Not here. Uh-uh. Nope. You entertain me. That's your job. That's right. It's your duty to entertain me, not do art for the art's best, sake. The, be- the best we could do is a tax break. <laughs> You're lucky if you get that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, Oz, All right. next week, what do we got in store? We are going to hit week three of Mockumentary mm-hmm. Month. With uh, the the granddaddy of mockumentaries, yes, yeah. uh, you know, or the father, or whatever, he's he's the patriarch of the mockumentary <laughs> world. Um, we're gonna catch Christopher Guest's best in show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, very excited. Yeah, yeah. This is. I think it's kind of an obvious one for this month, but I think sometimes you have yeah. to be obvious. Oh, and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And I think we could have gone with any number of Christopher Guest yes. movies. Uh, but I think I think the one we chose, the one you chose, um, possibly is the mo- one of the more mainstream, yeah. um, which I think is f- perfectly fine. Yeah. And in this case, mainstream doesn't mean less than. It just happens. No, it just no, means no, 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 that no. more people enjoy it, which is a which is yeah. a good thing. Oh, I love this. You movie. want you want so. good quality stuff to be entertained and yeah. popularized. I'm also excited that you. You enjoyed your first viewing of what we do in the shadows. Yes, yeah, I was very, very happy with that, and a little, a little <laughs> upset at myself that I hadn't taken the time to watch this before. 
Well, and you know, you know how I feel when I get to introduce you to yes. something that you haven't seen before, and so when you like it, it makes me very happy. So my heart is my heart is warm. So I guess in that sense, I need to not watch more things. That's true. Yeah, yeah. If you when you almost watch something, don't don't tell me what you yeah tell me what you almost watched, and then I'll tell you to watch. Then it. you'll tell then, me to watch the thing I was gonna watch, but yeah, then stop. Yeah. To hear from you first to give you the joy. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, right. That's that's mainly what it's about. It's about that. Yep. Have you? And I. The answer is probably no. Have you watched uh, everything, everywhere, all at once yet? I have not. That's on the list. Okay. But again, you got to get there. Yes. I did watch. Um, get there. I did watch the honest trailer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and they referenced how that's oh. how that's a better multiverse movie than. Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. And I have watched Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness now, so I need to I need to watch the honest trailer for that. So Yeah. It's pretty funny. I, I think like most like most of the time it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to definitely watch that before <laughs> we get done here. All right, uh listeners and viewers, that's another week of Let's Talk About Flicks. Yes, it uh, is. Episode thirty seven is now in the books. On the road to thirty thousand. <laughs> And uh, we will be back next week with uh, Best in Show. Um, we are everywhere you need us to be. You could find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Of course, we mentioned Patreon. You could catch our, our lovely visages on YouTube if you so choose. Uh, your favorite podcast app, uh, you know, you could find us there. Sh- Spotify. Shout out Stitcher. to our overlords at the Chicago Indie Critics yes. as well. Yes, yes. Uh, we are now affiliate members of the Chicago Indie Critics. So if you have affiliate status, that's right. You follow if you follow the folks over there, you'll see our podcast show up in the stream. So uh, that's a fun little network I'm looking forward to fleshing mm-hmm. out into. Uh, you know, so there may be times in the future where we've got a little crossover stuff going on. We don't know. We don't know. We're still just young pups in the world of the Chicago Indie Critics, <laughs> uh, lapping at the warm milk presented to us. So, uh, you know, if you are, uh, if you do follow those guys, you're looking at two of us, the two newest. We're the, we're the Deacon and Nick. Of That's the right. Chicago we're the, we're the new critic. kids on the block and we'll totally be threatened by whoever they let That's in right. after us. That's right. We're <laughs> hanging tough. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, for, for another week of Let's Talk About Flicks, I am Oz. I am Curtis. And we'll catch you next week. <laughs>